All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Until then, adios. Conversations from the Dark Side. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the second edition of Conversations from the Dark Side. I'll be your MC this evening, your good pal, Amigo Aaron. Tonight, we have asked, and you have spoken, and through Twitch and the Discord polls, have selected as this evening's topic... Dreams and Nightmares. Dreams and Nightmares. A very interesting topic to go into. Uh, and I can't wait to explore this topic with you, the listener. However, to do that, we need a little bit of help. We'd love for some of you guys to step up and join us this evening. And we have multiple avenues for you to participate. Uh, you can see a bar just below my face here that's uh, going through the various methods of touching up with us. For starters, you can call our 24-7 automated voicemail line at 304-397-0810. You can even do this during the show. I'll be monitoring this if we get any voicemails. Uh, three minutes or less on the voicemails. That's all I can give you. It's a Google voice number, so you won't be calling a human. Uh, feel free to call in with your uh, interesting dream or nightmare stories or comments, questions, whatever. Uh, we also have a text line. It's the exact same number, 304-397-0810. Feel free to text us your crazy story, your interesting uh, experience. Uh, we'll take them, and we'll read them on the air if you get them in during the show. Uh, we also have, and this is the preferred method, the Discord call. Uh, we will, uh, You will end up in a room, and you will raise your hand, and we will bring you up to speak with myself. Uh, the the address, as you can see on the screen, is bit.ly forward slash conversations dash from dash the dash dark dash side. A lot of dashes. Uh, if, you call, if you give that a go in your browser, you'll be beamed right in. We've already got some people standing by. So, again, the very interesting and thought-provoking topic of dreams and nightmares. Uh, after this break, we will get into it. And I have a very special surprise uh, joining me this evening uh, we should have a good time. Let's take a quick break, and then we will get back into it. When you go to the haunted house at Camden Park... You don't know what will happen. Camden Park. Just a gravel start on a mountain road. From all the tales I've been told, there's a monstrous sea soaked in sand. Atop a genuine 50s tourist trail. Step right up. That'll be six bucks And when the tour bell rings You gotta trust your luck No hypertension Or vertigo If you 
You are experiencing conversations from the dark side. And we're back. Uh, welcome back to conversations from the dark side. Again, this week's topic, dreams and nightmares. Now, speaking of a dream, uh, fulfilling a dream of mine by being joined by one of the all-time great podcasters, a pioneer in his field, and a darn fine fellow, and a man who's got oodles and oodles of experience down these roads. Give it up for Mr. Flack himself, Rob Flack O'Hara. Well, let's wait till the end of the show to see if it's a dream or a nightmare. <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> that's the spirit, that's the spirit Flack. <laughs> so what do you think about this topic, Flack? Uh, I'm very excited. I have a lot to talk about. Uh, you know, maybe some topic starters, and I'm really excited to hear about people's dreams and nightmares. I know a lot of people have, you know, nightmares uh, stick with us longer, I think, but I think dreams are, are really interesting, talking about, you know, analyzing them and, and what affects them and and uh, just some of the weird facts about them. So I'm excited for tonight's topic. Now, you know, we might as well just, before we get deep into it, uh, Flack, are you, a, uh, uh, are you an oft- dreamer are you someone that remembers their dreams do you keep a journal any of that stuff uh i don't keep a journal anymore sometimes i used to have a uh, a thread on uh, my own forum and i would i would just post uh, dreams when i remembered them but uh, i used to not remember my dreams uh before i got a cpap i have a cpap machine what was really weird is that I never got good sleep, and so I never remembered those dreams. And after I got my CPAP, I remember dreams like, I would say on average, every other day. Uh, just And, and uh, of course, it's usually like that last one, the one that you wake up to, uh, is the one that sticks with you the most, you know. But yeah, I, I always remember, I have a lot of weird dreams. Yeah, uh, it's funny, I, I'm not a guy who remembers hardly any dreams. Uh, and most of the ones I remember come right as I'm waking up. And we'll get into that. There's a reason for that. But uh, we'll come down that line a little bit later. I want to bring in, we've already got some people uh, in the chat room here. If if uh, you guys can raise your hands, uh, we will start bringing you in to talk to us. And I'm happy to see some people in here. So uh, we've, got a, uh, we've got someone raising their hand now. Let me see if I can get them in here. Uh, this is kind of neat, Flack. So, uh, let me introduce you. Caller, are you there? Yes, Aaron. Can you hear me? Yes, we sure can. Kate, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Great. We're Hi, so Flack. happy to have you out here. And uh, I want to put you over, uh, Kate. For Kate did a lot of the voice work for us on the show. Uh, and it was how many months ago? About seven, Kate, when we decided. Oh, my. <laughs> it almost felt like it was a year ago now. <laughs> <laughs> It's, but yes, it was a few months ago. It takes. It I takes was waiting us a while. for it. I was waiting for the project to pop out, and I was excited. To see well, it we're having fun with take it. off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm glad you called in uh, because uh, I would love to hear what you've got to say about dreams and nightmares. Are you a frequent dreamer, or are you someone that is racked with nightmares? I. Now, luckily, I'm blessed with having frequent pleasant dreams, mm. but in the past, I was, I guess what you would call a sufferer of sleep paralysis. Oh. A very frequent 
sleep oh, paralysis. Man. Yeah, that's scary stuff. Can you and explain that to the, everyone if, if they're not familiar with that, uh, that term? Yeah. So sleep paralysis is when you partially wake up from sleeping and part of your brain hasn't quite woken up yet, like your motor functions, right? So you can't move, but your eyes can open and you're conscious, partially conscious. So you still have that kind of sleep, uh, you know, chemicals running through your brain. So you're still kind of dreaming and you start seeing things, seeing people that aren't there and seeing things that aren't there in your room. And it's kind of like a blend of um, reality and a dream, but you feel like it's real because you're awake, your eyes are open and it's, one of the most terrifying experiences one could have. I hope, I don't know if you, we all have experienced that, but it's something that I've definitely experienced a lot when I was younger. What, what you know, did you, when you had this happen, um, could you, I mean, especially after you had it happen more than once, could you, could you tell yourself, you, did you know what was happening and you knew it would be over soon or were you constantly afraid of it? It, it depended. Like, sometimes it seemed so real like a lot of the ones that i remember the most and like flex said you always remember your nightmares <laughs> but just kind of remembering waking up and then seeing what i thought was like a man staring at me with really large eyes and no mouth and that freaked the freaked the h out of me <laughs> and i couldn't tell <laughs> I, I couldn't move, right? I couldn't yeah. scream. I couldn't do anything. And... It's interesting you bring that up because I have read that there have been um, some studies wondering if there's a connection between uh, sleep paralysis and what some people, you know, report or refer to as alien abductions. And because right. it's so sim <laughs> it's such a similar experience, you know, where people say, uh, you know, that, that I was frozen, I couldn't move, and there was a presence there. And it was interesting that you mentioned the large eyes. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm an engineer. I'm a kind of a rational person, but it does, when you're in the throes of it and you, you're scared because you feel like someone's in your house, you, you know, you want to just scream, you want to get up and run, but you are stuck. You can't move at all. You know, also there's a there's a phenomenon called shadow people, which and I, it's often linked to sleep paralysis. You hear about it all the time. And I, I, much like Flack was saying with the uh, UFO encounter, the alien encounter, it's wondered. You know, I wonder if the mind uh, manipulates a, a a what it perceives as a human form and your half awake uh, consciousness, and sort of that's what you're looking at. It may, a figment, you know, that's not fully formed as a human. It's sort of the closest facsimile you can get in a semi-conscious state. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I know that humans, we're pattern-seeking animals, and we like to see faces and things, right? That's why we see faces in tortillas and <laughs> faces in the clouds and stuff like that. And so I'm sure there's some part of our lizard or simian brain that's it just sees two dots, and it's like, that's a face. That is eyes, even though... That wasn't that wasn't there, and in that instance, I just remember waking up and then getting up really fast and kind of screaming and being really sweaty, and nothing was there, thankfully. And then I'm relieved, and then I go turn around and sleep on my stomach because I'm like, I can't look at anything else. I don't want to look at any shadows, look at any 
Wow. So is there any kind of treatment for this or was it something that you just grew out of? Uh, I mean, it went away eventually? It was something that, so one thing I would do when I used, one thing I read online was try to keep your arms under the covers. And what I used to do was sleep either with my arms under the pillows or above the covers. And I don't, it could have just been a psychosomatic trick. You know, you read something and then you believe that sure, it works. Sure. <laughs> but once I started doing that, the sleep paralysis situation started happening less frequently. Has it happened? Has it happened in your adult, <laughs> like in your adult life, say the past uh, decade or so? Hasn't happened probably in the last three years, but it's happened once before. Um, you know, probably about four or five years ago. But it wasn't as dramatic. It wasn't a person. It was just I woke up and I couldn't move. And just that feeling was kind of freaking me out. But luckily there wasn't an alien there or a person. <laughs> Did you so, notice that these that these events, would they be accompanied by any sort of uh, dreams or nightmares that you could remember that would, you know, before they would happen or around the yeah. time they would happen? So I used to have dreams that it could have just been me watching too many horror movies and stuff but <laughs> of dreams where like either i was getting chased or about to get killed or even dreams where i was the killer and i was trying to hide a body and run away and stuff oh jeez <laughs> i know holy smokes i haven't killed that took a dark turn <laughs> <laughs> i know that was that's a very weird you wake up feeling super guilty, and then you're like, I didn't kill anybody. You're just happy you're Why not going so to jail. You know? <laughs> yes. You know, right. because that's what that, that would be going. I, I woke up <laughs> many times and, and been so relieved that I didn't do the horrible or stupid thing that I did right. in the dream. <laughs> you know? And for, like, the that 10 seconds, you just wake up, you feel like it was real, and you're like, oh, gosh, what did I do? And then it was a dream. But, yeah, I had a lot of dreams about maybe it was anxiety going through college and high school and all that stuff it was you know stressful but i thankfully haven't been having them as much so do you do you have any really bad nightmares that you remember that in, in, in particular that stand out there was one when i was really young and we we're talking about like 10 8 years old and it still sticks with me because it could my dad was really into aliens and ufo's and so i'd watch the Discovery Channel and those shows with him, and that was kind of our thing, right? That's and, great, right before bed. Let me tell you, <laughs> right now, yeah, <laughs> my entire family right now is on vacation. I'm the only person home, and I'm only I, I have set the TV to Game Show Network. I'm not watching oh, anything creepy before bed. Right, the most <laughs> clean thing exactly. that you can watch. Nothing, <laughs> nothing creepy at all about Game Show Network, unless it's about aliens or something. <laughs> But don't, no, I had a dream <laughs> where I was over, went outside of my house, my childhood home, and there was a row as far as I could see of just saucers above my head. And that, it felt real. Like my dreams, I know some people have that ability to, they can tell it's a dream when they're in a dream. But for me, a lot of my dreams feel like I'm actually there. And it felt like, oh crap, here's a bunch of aliens, the world's ending, something bad's really about to happen. 
And that feeling really, like, I was really scared in that dream. Like, there was nothing beyond that other than just this sense of, like, awe of looking up in the air and seeing these large disks that took up the majority of the sky. And that, even till now, like, sometimes when I see, like, the moon when it's really full and really big, that freaks me out just a little bit. <laughs> I have to remember, that was only a dream I had many years ago. <laughs> do, do you believe in UFOs? I mean, do you think that, or aliens, do you think that's something that it could exist or does exist? I think it's something. Or, yeah, I think that's something that, that could, could exist. Because that, that could easily compound your fear. It's easy. Yeah. If there's a vampire it's... chase or something, you feel like, eh, hey, it's not that real. But if, if you believe right. in aliens, one could come down and get you. That makes it worse. It or, does... or better. <laughs> I think that there, <laughs> there's a possibility of that existing. And I think that does kind of add a little extra reality, at least for me, to the these dreams that I have about UFOs and stuff. But of course, I grew up kind of with my dad, you know, kind of talking about Area 51 and all that stuff. So that I was kind of raised on the whole UFO and ghost stuff, so... Now I'm going to have to ask my kids if I've given them nightmares from all the stuff I've made them watch that's over what, the years. That's what I was just thinking. I can see kid, my kid's going to call one of these shows in 15 right. years and say, Oh, my dad did a bunch of crazy right. stuff. That's all I need. therapy with our kids, right? So. Right. I'm afraid of the moon now because of my dad and his UFO shows. <laughs> you know, but... So, before oh, we before we move on, uh, Kate, I gotta ask you since because we've talked, we kind of dwell on all the bad stuff. Do you have any dreams? <laughs> maybe a reoccurring that's a good thing that you yeah uh, let you remember. Yes, so a dream that I really love to have, and I feel lucky when I do, is whenever I have dreams where I can float, basically levitate. And what I do in my dream is I like put my arms to my side, to my waist, and I start pushing down, like if I was gonna you know, pull, push myself up, like, onto a couch or something, and I start floating, and it just feels so natural, and I'm, every time in my dream, I'm like, all right, somebody record me while I do this so I can prove to myself that I can actually float, <laughs> but it feels real again, like, I feel like, okay, now I have this special ability where I can float around and fly and so that's really interesting, and, and this is one of the things that I pulled out, and, I, and I, I've read this before, but 90% of kids mm -hmm. report having dreams that they could fly, and only about a third of adults have that same thing. And most adults, when they do mm -hmm. dream that they can fly, it's like what you've described. It's more of like a, a levitating or a hovering slightly over the ground, you know? I, I've had that. Yeah. Uh, but they don't know why that that, that, that goes away, um, but that a lot of people lose the ability to have that dream. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. I know that it's... I think it can be attributed to something similar to sleep paralysis, right? That feeling of you don't have control over your legs, you're not connected to the ground, you're in bed, right? So you feel like you're floating, but... Do you believe yeah, in OBEs? I, I mean, do you think there's a connection there, out-of-body stuff? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know if that's... Because that kind of involves, you know, pushing your spirit or essence out into the world and kind of exploring the real world, but I think... I'm pretty sure it's a dream. I just, 
I just wish these dreams were had some basis in reality where I could actually float. Keep those powers. Yeah, when you wake up, that'd be great. But not the not the one with the giant hog-eyed guy following you around. Not that one. No, <laughs> but the floating stuff. <laughs> but the floating awesome. one. Yeah, we have to be able to pick and choose. Right. I love it. Hey, listen, Kate. Thanks so much for sharing your experiences with us, and thanks again for. Uh, Really helping us out a lot with the, getting some of the stuff together for the show. Uh, everyone should check out uh, Kate's uh, YouTube channel, Macintosh Librarian. I can tell you, and I, I, Flack will back me up on this. I hate, I hate Apple, and I never liked the Macs. And I love, I love her channel. I love it's cute. I love Mac. I've got my little Mac. He's sitting back here. And I watch every episode, and she has this ability to get me to enjoy things that I never gave any crap about, like educational companies and stuff like that. <laughs> so an excellent job, Kate, and uh, we well, really do you. appreciate you coming in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Great. And so we're going to take a quick break, everybody, and we'll be back in two minutes and two seconds. largest teapot was dedicated across the border in West Virginia today, but before that could happen, a lot of other things had to occur, including a little help from our Wayne Van Dyne. And this is the world's largest teapot, a town landmark that almost wasn't. Local citizens wanted to restore it, but it was nearly falling apart from age. Well, I went and took a look at it. And with the rotted floor, the rotted walls, the windows out, the door off, I told them to burn it. I didn't think anybody could fix it. Someone did. It was restored by volunteers with money donated locally. But then a dispute with state highway officials over its location almost left them with no place to put it. Governor Caperton's office finally cut the red tape, setting the stage for today's celebration, which even rain failed to stop. So it's official now. The world's largest teapot has been dedicated in Chester, West Virginia. Police Chief Terry Potts, Mayor Sally Riley, I dare you. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my hand. Wayne Van Dyne, KDKA Eyewitness News, Chester. You are experiencing conversations from the dark side. Hello, everyone. Uh, we're back with more conversations from the dark side. Uh, we have already brought up our next caller. Go ahead, caller. Where are you, and what's your name? Hello. Uh, I'm TSI uh, Spartan, or Patrick, and uh, I'm from the mountains of West Virginia. Oh, yes. Now, you, Pat, you were you called it during our first show and shared some yes. really good stuff. Now, what before we get deep into what you're going to talk about, uh, 
just getting back to what Kate was talking about, have you ever had the, the, the situation with sleep paralysis like that, or do you know anyone in your family that's had that problem? No, I actually went to college with someone who talked about it. Yeah. Uh, but but no, I've I've never I've never had it. Um, I sleep. I take my sleeping very seriously. And, uh, <laughs> and I've been accused of being dead once or twice. <laughs> uh, I should but, take uh, mine more seriously. That's my problem. I I really have a whimsical approach to sleep. Uh, you know. No. Flack, you know, we didn't, since, what we were, since it's still on my mind, so we just talked to Kate. Did you mention, have you had it happen to you, the sleep paralysis? No, actually, my sister uh, has it, and um, uh, and it's something that's developed later in life. And I think she said that uh, my mom told her that my mom had had it, but my dad never has and I never have. So I don't know if that's something that gets passed down or what. We don't really know, but, but yeah, my sister does, but... Uh, uh, you know, I've read uh, about it. You know, I, I mentioned that uh, alien abduction thing. And if you're familiar with, um, it's funny because those stories have repeated over time. Uh, you know, back in the medieval ages, they would talk about um, incubus or succubus. And sure. that the difference is the male or female version of these demons that would come in your window at night and sit on your chest and hold you where you couldn't move. And... Those, you know, the, the documentation that we have of that from that time, it's exactly the same story as the alien abduction. You know what I mean? It's the same feeling and it's that same thing. And so now they're thinking this has probably been sleep paralysis all along. But uh, it, it sounds terrible. I mean, the way she was describing it sounds horrifying, uh, you know, being awake but asleep at the same time. Yeah, that sounds horrible. So, so uh, Spartan, what do you have for us this evening, my friend? I, I have a story that I'm privy to. Uh, I had a great aunt visiting um, uh, my family uh, when I was about, I don't know, 14, 15 years old. And it was during the summer, and she was staying with my grandparents, so <clears throat> every day I would go over, you know, and do odd jobs, you know, for my grandfather mow yard, you know, whatever the case was. We'd get into something, and uh, and I would spend time with with my uh, great aunt, which I didn't get to see very often. And um, that was one reason. And also, um, my mom wasn't a big fan of her, I don't think, which made me want to go spend even more time. Um, you know, because what better way to irritate parents? Um, because she always um, was into the occult, or at least it's the occult nowadays. But back then, uh, um, she would read tea leaves or uh, was it phrenology where they would she would touch the back of your head oh read the bumps, read, read the bumps. Yep. yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah so she would do stuff like that and uh and she'd always give me real strange advice on it which was just a blast to hear you know uh, some of it i forgot over the years but one or two things she said are still to this day just as crystal clear as if she she told me yesterday um but this was about dreams um i came over one morning and we we're sitting at the table and and uh she said hey uh, sometime later on today i had the weirdest dream last night and i got i gotta tell you about it and maybe you can help me try to figure out what it means and i said oh, okay sure um and we sat down later that day, and she said, I had a dream where I was fishing, 
at a lake, and I just kept catching shoes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And okay. she said I would reel in shoe after shoe after shoe, and she said I had like a impressive pile of shoes, you know, next to me, and that's all I would ever get. And that was just that was the entire dream, and I'm like, well, that's that's strange. I can't. I I don't even begin to know anything about that. Do you like to fish? And she's like, well, sometimes I'll take the grandkids fishing or something. But you know, and I was like, well, I mean, I got nothing for you. Um, and we went on about our business. And then uh, the next day, I came over, and she's just like, hey, I got to talk to you for a second. I had another weird dream last night. I was like, "Will you go fishing again?" <laughs> and she was like, "She's like, well, yeah, kinda." Um, she went fishing again. She was fishing, and it was the whole shoe thing again. But then she said she also felt like she was like at an aquarium or something because she was walking down this hallway, and whenever she looked out the windows, it was she could. It was like water. You know, when you're walking through the aquarium, you can walk through those tunnels where there's water all around you. Right. Uh, she said it, it reminded her something like that, like she was walking through. Uh, she equated it almost to like uh, walking through a train car with seats on either side, but you could see like water outside. And I was like, you know, like a submarine. And she was like, ah, eh, you know, whatever, something like that. Too many windows. You know, I'm like, okay. So there was that one. She goes, that's just a weird dream. She goes, I don't know what y'all, you know, feed me here or what, you know, this travel, but. <laughs> I'm all frazzled, you know, I'm all messed up. I don't hardly ever dream like this. Okay. A couple days pass. I come back again, and she's like, I got to talk to you. I had a wild dream last night. It was crazy. I'm like, what was it? She said she was at a train station, and uh, she was sitting waiting on a train. And everyone there with her was dressed very nicely. Just everyone just dressed to the nines, apparently. And uh, she said she wasn't dressed near as nice as everybody else was. And, uh, and the train stopped, and she got up to get on it, and a gentleman stopped her, and, and he goes, Oh, no, ma'am, I'm sorry, you can't get on this train. You're not allowed on this train. And she's like, Why not? He goes, Well, this is the train to the graveyard. Yeah, you don't want to get on and, that one. And she goes, It only dawned me that everyone was dressed really nice like they're funeral like clothes okay yeah that is creepy <laughs> and and she was like that's just disturbing you know and i was like okay that one got me the fishing wasn't bad the submarine wasn't bad but, that's like uh, a twilight zone right there but uh that one was bad she said that one was weird it was like in black and white it was really strange <clears throat> that is strange you know i've got here since you were as you were talking i was looking this up you know i talked to uh Teresa from Teresa's haunted history of the tri-state uh, and I will say she's a she's got a uh, quite a, the occult library of, of the occult, the paranormal. She I told her what we were talking about tonight, so she picked me out some books to uh, go along with this. And one of these here I've got here is the Dictionary of Dreams by Rosa and Sarah. And I was looking up fishing because that's a dream you don't hear all that often, but I can absolutely see it would happen. And find the shoes, see if that's in there. <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, good luck on that one. Well, there's there's. There's something to this story at the end. That's oh, otherwise. I thought that I was it. There's more. Well, we'll no, keep I, going. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have just I wouldn't have just told you three random dreams that my my aunt. Okay, had, well, please don't no, continue. Go, go ahead. Well, she her visit was over and she went back home. Uh huh. 
and uh hope she didn't take the train no 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 no, no. but uh uh she calls uh, i was over at my grandparents house one evening i spent a lot of time over there and she calls and asks for me and i'm like yeah I'll, I'll, yeah sure i'll talk to her and she said when i got home i took my dog out for a walk and she goes i could go like a couple of miles all around through the she lived out in rural that's rural indiana rural illinois i think it was rural indiana it's illinois or indiana but i'm thinking indiana sounds more rural than illinois <laughs> does for some reason i don't it seems like it was indiana but anyway um she said she was out walking her dog and she passed this lake um right near one of the main roads and she said there were people diving in it and she said well maybe you know, they're having some sort of training or something like that but she walks by and she asked one of the gentlemen she goes what are y'all you know what, what's going on here and he said well uh about five or six days ago um close to a week ago uh a little boy ended up missing and we we, we can't find him anywhere he maybe kidnapped but also he was seen walking down this road so we thought we're having people search the uh, uh search the lake just in case you know dredge the lake just in case he's uh you know divers go down and see if they could you know find him in case he's in the lake or something like that and uh and she said well that's that's horrible and did you find any you know you hopefully you know obviously didn't find anything he said well it's really hard because this lake was actually owned by a railroad and whenever they got done doing the lumber cutting and everything in this area and the hauling, they just took all the train cars and just ran them into this big lake, just built the tracks and just ran and just dumped all the crap at the bottom of the lake. And we can't get down in there. There's so many places you can, a body could get hung up or get trapped inside those train cars that we couldn't, it'd really, really be hard to find him. And, you know, the body may not surface. So, you know, we're still looking. And they never, ever found, <clears throat> never, ever found the boy. But all that happened after my great aunt left to come visit. So while the boy went missing and they were dredging the lake that was filled with train cars, the, my, my aunt had those three consecutive dreams about fishing and finding shoes walking through almost like a train car that was underwater and then the train was going to the graveyard super creepy oh. and then she got yeah. back home and she called and told me that so as for me i don't really remember my dreams that much i don't really have anything that impressive yeah you know, that's gonna be a tough one to top you know there is that i can remember but but she that takes the cake she yeah. she she won she won the the, the family you know creepathon on that one <laughs> I want to circle around to something Pat said earlier. Uh, he said uh, that she was having his, his aunt said, or his aunt or great aunt. Uh, great aunt. Great aunt said that uh, she was having weird dreams of what are you guys feeding me? And this is something that I used to hear from my parents and my grandparents. They would all say, you know, whatever you eat before bed can affect your dreams. But I don't think that I've ever experienced that. But have you guys heard that before? Do you think that's that's true? It's an old that? wives' tale. I mean, I've heard it all my life. You know, it's don't eat heavy thought. before you go to bed. It'll cause you have nightmares. But you know, through college and 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 through jobs where you work midnights, we've abused our bodies 
I can pretty much safely say I've heard a lot of your stories, Flack, and I know Aaron. We gotta safely say the three of us have probably abused our bodies as much as they possibly could be abused. I, I uh, eat heavy in bed, then go to sleep. And if I so, I would have a I would live in a perpetual nightmare, like Fred, like a Freddy Krueger, if that was know, the case. So yeah. I, I've never noticed my eating habits affect. Um, now, if I eat a bunch and then try to lay down, I, I feel I feel I don't sleep as well. You know, sure, yeah. but that's just that's just you're going to bed. You know. Yeah, you know, with a full stomach or just overstuffed or something, but no, nah, I've never really noticed anything like affecting your dreams or anything like that, that. That I'm, you know. But then again, like I said, I sleep like the dead, so you know, I don't know. Super creepy. And lo looking back on the sleep paralysis, I wouldn't know if I had it or not because once <laughs> I wake up, I sleep so deep it takes me about twenty minutes to come into the land of the living anyway. So hell, I could be yeah. paralyzed. I don't know. I don't think I am. You know, so very good. It, hey, I liked it, man. Hey, listen, thank you uh, for com coming back on the show, uh, Spartan. We appreciate it. Crazy family, it's no you could, yeah, you could spin a yarn, my friend. That's for darn sure. Um, so we're going to take another quick break, and we will be back. I believe we have uh, a guest coming up next from, I believe, from the UK. So when we get back, we will take this thing across the ocean. We'll be back in a few seconds. Friday, October 29th at the Dunbar Rec Center in Dunbar, West Virginia. We give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. Send them out into the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death as International Combat Sports presents Monster Party. Seven terrifying matches, including Misery versus Papa Razi, Smoky C versus SP the Ghost, Kirk Blackman versus Jason the Gruesome, Johnny Blast versus Kronos with David Bonimus Spectre, Drex Dyer versus the War Pig, Laura Loveless defending the ICS Women's Championship against Lena Lennox, and in the main event. Ron Mathis defends the ICS Grand Championship in a two out of three falls match against the Heathen Cruel. Be there and be scared. You are experiencing conversations from the dark side. All right. So we are ready for our next guest. Tonight, let's hope we have some luck here. We have Marden on the line. Marden, are you there? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. We can hear you. How are you, uh, man? Oh, I'm hanging in there. I'm oh, just yeah. I know who you are. I didn't recognize your name, Marden. You yeah, are a good always, buddy it's from TSI. It's very, very appropriate for video games, given that it's Mario. <laughs> yeah, so I, can... I tend to incorporate it into into everything. Now, so. you are not from the UK. So clearly oh, I'm no, an idiot. That's, that's why I kind of just, I was like, oh, they've got a talker. <laughs> Ignore know? me. I'm an idiot. I was no, looking I'm, from, I'm from Texas. So. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, uh, man. Uh, Martin's a real good guy that we know from the TSI group. Uh, so what do you think about this, man? Dreams and nightmares. Do you have anything interesting down this line? Well, see, that's what I'm wondering because I actually, I've tried... I've had two that I think might be interesting. One where I think I actually died, and you often hear in movies like, "Oh, geez, oh, you can't die in you know in your dreams, you'll die." And one that actually featured a popular character, like an actual horror figure from movies. Oh, cool! All right. So, well, that seemed to grab you. So, I guess I'll 
I, I think maybe because the first time I realized my father could die was imagining him defending me from Jason Voorhees. No, oh, geez. <laughs> that as a child, like I had never really occurred to me. I saw the movie and I got scared and it never really occurred to me. My parents can be killed, you know? So I had a dream with Jason Voorhees sort of pursuing me, but at a distance and everywhere I went, he would, it was like he would arrive where I was and I could hear him coming. And then I would get to hear family members and friends and people being butchered behind me as I ran away. And the weirdest thing was I ended up back in my original like childhood neighborhood and it was completely empty. Just no one was there. And I finally saw him like, oh, that is Jason chasing me. And for some weird reason, I got on a tricycle to run away. <laughs> this teeny little tricycle like with you know your knees coming up and hitting the handlebars and I turned towards the road that would go this long narrow road that would go to a to a highway and I was like yes hope I'm getting away I'm somehow I thought the the highway was freedom and as I got closer and closer it pixelated like an old TV screen as you got closer and closer yeah and then I hit it, and it did that rubbery effect, like I imprinted into it, and I turned, and I turned back around, and he was right behind me doing his little slow walk, and then I woke up. But I, that's I've never had a dream that included you know popular figures or you know anything like that. And how old so, were you when you had this one? I believe I was in my teens. You know, I believe I was in my teens. You have. It's funny. I'm not, as I mentioned before, I don't really remember a lot of my dreams, but I had a dream, a very traumatic dream when I was a kid, and it's sort of similar to yours. Do you guys remember, now this is going to date me, You guys, I'm sure one of the two of you at least has watched The Brady Bunch. Uh, oh, yeah. television course, yeah. show. There was an episode where uh, Bobby started idolizing Billy the Kid, okay? And they oh, actually, yeah. they got a guy to come on and said, like, oh, Billy the Kid wasn't a good guy. He killed people in cold blood. He was a scumbag. And then oh, Bobby yeah. had this dream where he met him. So uh, my dream, I must have watched this because my dream was a takeoff on that, except it was the Joker from the Batman, you know, probably Cesar oh. Romero, I don't know. He came in, and he came into my house, and I was like, oh, man, it's the Joker. I was real happy to see him, you know. Yes. And then uh, and he was like, yeah, yeah I'm, it's me. I hear in the flesh. And then he went back in the back of the house, and I heard him killing my parents. You know, he was chopping them up, you know. Oh, my gosh. And I freaked out, and I remember waking up crying, and I, re I slept in my mom and dad's bedroom for, like, days after that because of uh, because of uh, how horrific it was. And I remember it to this day, and I and it, I hadn't thought about that for a while, but you actually, <laughs> your creepy oh, dream yeah. reminded me. I think the thing in it, it was, like, hopelessness because I kept fleeing to people I knew who would, like, shelter me. Yeah. Like, my relatives and friends. And then I could always know, like, he's almost here. And then I would run, and he would hurt the people I cared about. Like, I would get away, and it was like, oh, that's my aunt and uncle dying. And that's my, you know what I mean? So it was like, I, and then I ended up back in my literal childhood neighborhood, and there was no one there. It was like, you know, like that late summer day with, and you just, you can't hear anything moving. It's, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very, yeah. very, very creepy. And then the whole Oh, I'm sorry, Paul. No, no, please go ahead. No, and then it was just hitting that 
that was just the weird i don't know i always remembered it because of the tv screen at the end it was like what the heck is up with that you know it was just why i don't know it was the hopelessness i think that's what it was it was a dream about hopelessness yeah which makes I, sense as my teenage years yeah. <laughs> i always have that like every time that i dream like i'm going to my house or something it's always the house i grew up in it's always the neighborhood it's never where i live now or any of that i always end up uh, and my dad still lives in the house that I grew up in, but but it's so weird. Like I'll be an adult, you know, and then I'll, I'll be like, "Well, I got to go home," and I always end up back in that neighborhood. Um, but I did want to comment on trying to flee Jason Voorhees on a children's tricycle. <laughs> I have no clue. I and it's weird that the the little things I remember about it, like my cousin, one of my cousins, lived in that neighborhood too. And I remember that was the house I was at, and I think there was actually a tricycle in the yard. Oh, at here's the time, the went from my childhood memories, and and I think it was because it was so futile in the dream. Think about it. You, you know sure. what I mean? Like sure. I jumped on a kid's tricycle, and I've done that for fun with kids, where you're hitting your knees on like the. Right. Yeah, and you're pedaling, 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 and nothing, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> but here's the thing. I've seen all those movies, and I've seen people try to walk away from Jason. It doesn't work. I've seen him try to run. It doesn't work. Drive away. It doesn't work. So, I mean, I mean, at least I'm so I don't hate it. I think it's a valid. <laughs> I think it was worth trying. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. We haven't seen anyone killed by him who was on a tricycle. So there's yeah, no I actually, like, like, I never saw anybody killed in that dream. So at least I was lucky that way. It was always, like, happening behind me. You know what I mean? Like, as I ran out the door, like, oh, he's here. You know, so I was at least fortunate in that. That is that so, is crazy. You know. Yeah, I want to hear about this other dream where you felt like that you actually died in your dream. Oh, well, well I've fallen to my death repeatedly. I mean, I don't feel the pain, but did the you, one that... Did you, I, actually, you actually hit in the dream? Oh, yeah, I hit. Like, do you hit, like, like, do you black. see yourself hit, or do you feel it as you I hit? I see it first person. Okay. Like, that's the ground, but I wake, I will say, I black out. It's not like I feel my bones breaking or anything, you know? But the one that got me, because usually I know I'm dreaming there's usually you know something that'll give it away and i'm like oh i'm dreaming i might not be able to control it but i know i'm dreaming mm -hmm. and this one was at my house out in the country where we had two houses on the property and the reason it freaked me out was because i did not know i was dreaming yeah i woke up there was a loud noise sounded like gunfire i went out of my house with my firearm to look at my family's house across the, the way on the other side of the property and there was a outline i didn't actually see the guy it was an outline of a man wearing like western gear like i could see he was wearing a hat and i shouted at him across the yard and there were it was at night and there were the light poles and stuff up in the yard and i was like hey what are you doing and he just turned and started shooting at me <laughs> and i ducked behind a huge green car i had as a teenager a 72 saber huge vehicle and I tried to shoot back at him and my gun was just not working right and a round bounced off the hood and clipped my head and I went down and then I got to see this creepy like dazed moment where his boots and I could actually see him at this time walked up to the other side of the car doing that crunch crunch and came around the front of the car and I rolled my head up like dazed to see him and I still couldn't see his face but I could see that outline of the cowboy hat 
and he just swung his gun to my face and pulled the trigger and I saw the light, saw the flash and I heard the noise and then boop awake. Oh man. Wow. You, you know, but but it Holy wasn't until I woke up because it was completely other than there's a strange dude in my yard shooting. Yeah. It was perfectly like reality. You know what I mean? And, like, normally, yeah. it'll, I'll, it'll give it away. Like, okay, this is a monster. I feel scared, but I know I'm dreaming. You know what I mean? And it, it was a normal person just with a gun. You know? And uh, so that one, and like I said, I've fallen and hit. And so I don't believe that whole, like, they always try to put that in horror movies. Like, oh, you die in your dreams. I'm like, no, sure. you don't. Yeah. You just wake up surprised. It's like falling in your dreams where, where you do that <laughs> jerk awake, you know, when you're. Yeah, so, yeah, but that was just, I just thought you might, because those were both kind of, like, weird things that happened. I thought that, you might find them interesting. That would, that would, you know, the the whole being shot thing is a, I, I've never been shot in a dream that I can remember, but I would, that would make me super paranoid to have that dream given my work uh, uh, circumstances, because I'm around people that have firearms all the time, and I'm like, I, I kid you not when I say I'm less than 10 foot from a firing range, an indoor one. So I see the biggest, meanest, and most horrible weapons you've ever seen being blown, shot right, right right next door to me. So I would, and I'm always, I'm paranoid about it as it is. But if, if I think if I had a dream like that, I would just stay home from work that day. Uh, it's also funny that he said that, that uh, Martin said that his, his gun didn't work in the dream because that's super common. And I have that all the time where yeah, you, you know, somebody's trying like, to come in and the bullets like fall out of the end. It, or it jams or, or the yeah. trigger gets so strong like you feel like you have no muscle strength to pull the trigger have yeah, you ever I felt wonder, yeah i wonder why that's such a universal thing you know i i, I just looked sorry. that up in the dream book here while you guys were talking it, uh, fishing for shoes no this will listen this is funny now i don't want to put me on the spot here because but this is what you would expect them to say right they said when you have a gun and a dream that doesn't fire it's an internal feeling of sexual inadequacy Okay, I'll let, I'll just leave that hanging out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, given, oh, wait, the, t- no, the, given the timing in my current state at the time, it kind of made sense, you know. <laughs> so. I've got dreams where I frequently fire a bazooka. I don't want to brag, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know how that goes. <laughs> Listen. Well, I forgot much of the dream where I happen to be the Death Star, you yeah. know. <laughs> 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 One of our dreams, I drive a muscle car and somebody here is riding a tricycle. I'm yeah. just saying. I don't want oh, to call we're, anybody out. We're going oh, off the rails. All right. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Martin, thanks for uh, chiming in with your story, man. I really appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, that was well, great. Yes, sir. We will get yeah, you yeah. back on any time, my friend. Let's take a very quick break, and we will be back and queue up our next guest. Hang on, everyone. We'll be right back. You are experiencing... Conversations from the Dark Side. All right. So we are queuing up another guest. Uh, but, Flack, you've got a couple interesting tidbits, my friend. And you know what? I was thinking about what's the weirdest dream, like the most shocking kind of dream I've ever had. I mean, not really a nightmare. Uh, but I had a dream, and this was like five years ago, maybe. Um I, and this was a dream that was in black and white. I don't remember having many dreams or any dreams that were in black and white. Uh, but I was also in dreams. I'm always me. You know what I mean? But in this dream, I was like a World War II soldier, which is not, I'm not really <laughs> into, wow. yeah, I'm not into World War II. I mean, I'm not really a big war buff kind of guy or anything. So it was really, it was like I was in a movie, you know, and I was at the bottom 
of this really tall hill. And at the top of the hill, there was a, a machine gun, like sniper, like shooting down, you know. And I saw this guy at the very top, like jump into the little crow's nest or whatever. And he got that guy, um, but he got hurt. And so he started coming down the hill towards me. And I saw this first aid thing. And so I started going up towards him and we met right in the middle and I handed it to him and it was me. <laughs> what the heck? So they were, they were both me. And so, and then the other me was like, man, thanks for saving my life. I was like, yeah, you know, and he said, I'm going down, but you got to go up to the thing. There's a, another sniper up there. And so I go, okay. <laughs> so I went up to the, the sniper's nest and there was a guy in there and I jumped on him. You know, I don't remember if I threw him out or what. Uh, but in the whole, when I was up there, he shot me in the arm and I was like, oh no. And, uh, and then I was like, I got to get out of here. And I started going down the hill and I saw a guy coming up the hill at me. It was me. I mean, what? so what the heck was going on? So, in there? And, and I brought myself the first aid thing and put it on my arm. And I was like, all right, I'm going down to the hill, but there's another sniper. And so it was just this loop. And I had that dream for hours. Like it just went on and on and on. Like I was just stuck being both ends of this stupid thing. It was the weirdest thing. That is uh, goofy right there. Was, That's I, a weird one. I just one. wanted to try to turn it into a short story or something, but it, it doesn't have a, an ending, you know. But, um, uh, but I <laughs> that did sounds want to more like you, a nightmare. I, I asked my wife if she had... Uh, uh, any you know any dreams that she remembered and she reminded me of one and uh there are hard feelings about this dream uh -oh. so uh, uh this was gosh 10 years ago uh my wife woke up in the middle of the night and she said i just had the most amazing dream i said really she said it was called birds and i started laughing she goes what's so funny i was like your dreams have titles yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> like a movie? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, just said the birds. And then she started talking. And I was like, did it scroll up? Like, did it just appear like the birds? Or did you just know it was called the birds? She said, no, no, no. It was just, I just knew it. And then she started talking. And I was like, Are there are curtains. Did the curtains come back on the movie? And it said the birds. She said, never mind. And she went to bed. And uh, <laughs> I asked her the next day. And she said, no, I don't remember it. And so... <laughs> <laughs> so neither of us know what the dream was about. <laughs> All Jeez. we know is that it was called the birds. Man, I wish my <laughs> dreams had title cards and stuff That's in them. That'd I be said. awesome. It'd be easier yeah, to keep track of them, too, you know? There's closing credits, you know, like starting me as the World War II soldier. I don't know how it works. So. I love anyway, it. No, nobody knows what the dream was about. She she forgot about it. So oh, I man. Couldn't have a... given her a hard time about it. Speaking of giving somebody a hard time, Flack. This is a man I never give a hard time because he saves my bacon repeatedly. Plus, he could kill me in print. I'm going to hand it over here to our good friend, our good buddy, Pixels at Dawn, staying up late. What's going on, Pix? Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, we're great, man. I'm glad to have you on here. A little taste uh, from across the sea, Pix. What time is it over there right now? It is 2.30 a.m. at the moment. It's time for you to be dreaming. Yeah, you should... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely a night owl, um, and it does mean that when I uh, I go to bed, I hit I hit the pillow and I fall asleep immediately, uh, which is good for dreaming. To be fair, so. Do, so you're you're a big dreamer then. 
I am. Um, I'm a bad rememberer. <laughs> so, and I, I, just talking about this uh, on this uh, on this podcast makes me think that maybe I need to start uh, just for my own sort of uh, entertainment. Really, start start uh, like a dream journal or something like that. Because mm. um, you know, I'm I'm a fairly creative person, so I'm I'm interested in the stories that come out of these things. Sure, um, sure. Do you have? Do you, can you remember any real good ones? So there were two that came to mind. I've, I've actually got a few more because in this in this modern world of a uh, social media, quite often I'll wake up and and then immediately send a message to my friend saying, "You'll never guess what I was dreaming about." <laughs> so so I've been able to plumb the archive. So I've got a few I can talk about. Um, the one, the first one that came to mind from when I was a teenager, and it's stuck with me ever since, um, was um, I was in a field. Uh, it's like clearly late, late at night, very dark. I was in a field bordered with hedges, uh, and I had this real feeling of unease, um, like something is coming for me. Um, on the horizon, there's a there's a huge forest that I can see, and, and out of my peripheral vision, I can see sort of there's something behind the trees, um, and. The thing that I can relate it to, I don't know whether you remember the, the, the classic 80s uh, kids sci-fi film, Fight the Navigator. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I... So there's a, there's a sequence That's in a... that where where, where he's, he's just been returned uh, at the start of the film from uh, from being picked up by by the spaceship. And uh, he he's sort of scrambling through the forest and he, he sees flashes through the trees of um, what I'm sure you've seen a lot in the, over in your part of the world. Um, a, a big metal water tower with a big, do- a big domed uh, top on it. Sure. Uh, and it reminds me a lot of that, but it, but it was just the dome at the top I could see over the trees. But it felt to me like it was some sort of alien spacecraft or something. And I could, I felt like I never saw any aliens, but I could, I knew they were coming. So I just started running, and that they never, they never caught me, but they were always behind me. And that was kind of the entire entire extent of the dream. And I had that multiple times throughout my uh, teenage years. Oh, do you not have water towers? We don't. So, so we interestingly, so I, I nearly called in last week. Um, one of the strange things that that I have from when I was a child, we used to go, go and uh, stay um, on holiday on the on the south coast of England um, in a place on on top of a hill over a town called Swanage um, and the uh, the place we stayed was a was like was like a um, it was like a split it was a normal house but the top floor was like a flat that could be rented out for holiday accommodation and I always remember there I had a real distinct unease and fear about a water tower I could see from my room in the attic of the house <laughs> um, a couple of roads across um, and it was a it was an old water tower, but a lot of water towers in um, in the UK are actually big stone buildings, and they have all the water stuff inside. And so they almost look. This one looked almost like a little oh. bit of a castle. It had like little turrets on the side. Okay. But I, I, for some reason, as a as as sort of a probably about nine ten year old, I hated that because <laughs> I could just see the silhouette of it in the distance. Um, and I always felt like there was someone there watching me or something like that. And every time I saw it, it just it just uh, 
disturb me greatly. So yeah, we do have water terrors, but they're they're not anything like the ones kind of disguise them in South America. Bit. Yeah, no. definitely. Uh, I, as a, a child, uh, I used to, um, well, I still do, but, uh, you know, I have family in Chicago, and so we drive. Uh, it's about a 12-hour drive for me, and there is a town uh, in Missouri, which is about halfway uh, between uh, me and Chicago, and the name of the town is Bourbon. When you yeah. come into town, they have one of those giant water towers, and on the side it says Bourbon. And nice. I, I laugh every time. I'm mean, 40 years. <laughs> every time I laugh as it go by. But um, yeah, so you know that that's weird. That uh, uh, those dreams of of like, and it's kind of a common theme. And I think a lot of people have this about aliens, or uh, it could be aliens. It could be just somebody pursuing us that we don't know who it is. I definitely remember as a kid having a dream where aliens were trying to get in the house and i just kept retreating like i moved to the back of the house and they were still coming and then at the end of it i would get under my bed and i could remember seeing you know the feet of people and then i would wake up you know before they got me or whatever they were doing but it's just that that kind of feeling like somebody's pursuing you and you don't don't always know who it is yeah. or or why they're doing it absolutely yeah you know you're talking about water towers I go past Florence, Kentucky every once in a while. They have a big water tower in the town, and it says Florence, y'all, on it, because it's <laughs> Kentucky, all right? They got into a dispute with the local mall, because they used to have Florence Mall in there. And so just to anger the mall, they just whited out the parts of the mall that had an M. So now it says Florence, y'all. So that's, the, that's the least scary. If you ever get scared of a water tower, think of that one, Pix. Yeah. That should, that should put your mind at rest. Now, well, you know, I was going to say on the other end of the spectrum picks is um, I'm I'm actually live I live in a suburb right outside Oklahoma City called Yukon. And our water tower, the biggest water tower in town, says Yukon on one side, and the other side, the whole side says Home of Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. That's what you see when you drive by here. It's this this big, you know, imagine the biggest, scariest, menacing water tower you can think of, and on the side it says. Home of Garth Brooks, which, by the way, is at Garth Brooks Boulevard exit. We're very, they're very proud that Garth Brooks went to high school oh, here, but he doesn't live in the water town. <laughs> he, he probably owns it. Would be my guess. <laughs> so, Pix, you said you had some other good ones, man. What else you got? So, uh, on a, on a lighter note, also in my teenage years, I remember. So, so uh, young young Pix. Uh, encountering the uh, the ways of the woman <laughs> and i have a very strong memory of my the big crush that i had in my school years um and i remember a dream where i was marrying this uh, this girl on on a on a double decker buzz which was off-roading through fields for no apparent reason well, i would <laughs> pay to all, see that that's all i can remember about it but it, <laughs> it's just a it's just the <laughs> oddest combination of that elements. is that's got to mean something I don't think they're gonna have that in the dream dictionary. That's <laughs> probably not, probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I digging through my, uh, my my social media records, and some of these I have no memory of now. Um, there was one, so a, a close friend of mine passed away a few years ago, um, and I had definitely had a dream. And this is probably fits fits into the category of wishful thinking, where um that friend of mine was no longer dead or or i actually put the words revived in the in the uh, message i sent to a friend so it sounds like he'd been uh, um brought back from the dead or something like that 
but no one had told anyone about it. And so I was suddenly surprised to discover that my friend was uh, was no longer deceased. And we had some massive long conversation, which I didn't detail in the, in the uh, message that I sent to a friend of mine. But uh, yeah, it definitely feels like a wishful thinking one. You know, that that really hits me, uh, Pigs, because a real one of my best friends passed away. Gosh, it's probably been 15 years ago now. And, uh, I mean, we were real close. And so, uh, I'll occasionally have a dream where he's in it. And some of the dreams are, he's not only is he not dead, but eventually I get used to the fact that he had died, but he's back. And I will hang out at his house and stuff. And it, it happens a lot, uh, these dreams. And when I have a dream, I remember it's often he's in it. And uh, his death is sort of bypassed. Like, I'm conscious that he died in the dream. But I guess I got over it, or he got over it, and and so we, and much like you said with the conversations, it'll be something where I'll, we'll have quite a chat, and I think to myself, my gosh, this is just what it would be like to chat with this fellow if he was still around. So I've, I've always, I've never, I've been unnerved by those dreams. I mean, I guess they're good, but they're certainly odd. Yeah, and it's got to be weird, to, especially with that period of time passing, because you're, you, you're almost extrapolating what you know where that person would be now kind of thing i guess yeah yeah that is that's yeah. I, I i'm sure there's a reason that those dreams come around you know i mean in some ways I'll, i will say i've been comforted by dreams like that you know mm. of my of my friend uh but it's uh yeah i think you're right you wake up and you sort of come to grips with it but you know i've got this thing too when i wake up i never fully understand or remember a dream so i think i kind of piece some of it together uh, you know, <laughs> unknowingly, and because I'm, I've got a bad habit of, of just not remembering any of my dreams. So when I remember one, it's usually for something that stands out. But uh, you no, know, one of the funny things that Pick said was uh, I used to do the same thing where I actually uh, would would had a like a handwritten dream journal, you know, like a spiral notebook, and I re I remember like going back like at the end of the week and reading them, and some of them like I didn't even remember writing them. Like, it almost was like someone else had written it just because, like, I had no memory of writing that down. And then um, when I first, when I got my very first smartphone, I started trying to do it, you know, like voice recordings. Like, I would wake up and be like, you know, oh, I just dreamed that this and this and this happened. And it was the same thing. I could go back and flip through and listen to them. It was, it was like somebody else with my voice had done, like, I didn't, I didn't even remember it, you know, but um, it, it's harder to do. Uh, you know, when your wife smacks you and is like, quit talking in your dream journal over there, you dummy. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> hey, Picks, while we got you on here, I've been asking uh, some of the listeners, have you ever had any experiences with that sleep paralysis uh, that uh, am, Kay had I'm, mentioned earlier? I'm very happy to say no. It sounds absolutely terrifying. <laughs> so, so not really, no. I, you know, I mean, I've definitely had, I definitely had the old lying in bed trying to go to sleep and seeing seeing shapes in the darkness and stuff like that, but not not in a, just in a kind of, uh, as Kate was saying, kind of uh, trying to see the patterns and all that kind of thing. But yes. that's definitely not actual sleep paralysis. And I hope to never have it. Because, yeah. Something I was wanting to bring up, and I've totally forgotten until right now. Have you had any experiences, either one of you, this is for either of you, or anyone in the chat, anyone in here sleepwalk? Uh, I was, uh, I wouldn't say a bad sleepwalker, but I can remember two or three times where I sleptwalk. And every time I did it, it was super duper creepy when I woke up and wasn't in bed. Uh, you guys had any problems like that? I, I've had 
not necessarily sleepwalking. I've ha I definitely had one of those ones where I've I've dreamt I've done something and then woken up and not been sure whether I have or not. Sure. So, for example, I've, I've, when I was living at my parents' house, I definitely remember um, getting up out of bed, walking into the bathroom, relieving myself, as you often do at, <laughs> late at night, and then coming back and going back to bed, and then waking up and thinking, did I go... I've been to the toilet. I don't remember. Um, but then, then I thought, wait, no, because my bedroom had like a picnic table in it, <laughs> in the dream, and clearly that's not what what's in my bedroom in real life. <laughs> so, so yeah, it made more, a bit more sense then. But yeah, I definitely had that, but um, but not the other way around where I've actually sort of woken up somewhere unexpected. You were you were done that flag. You know what? Uh, not not nor like I'm not a sleepwalker, but I did have one time where um, I guess what happened was uh, you ever sleep on your arm wrong or something, you know, and like you wake up and your arms uh, all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yeah, definitely. So I had, um, I guess I had slept. I was a I was a kid. I mean, I was probably ten years old. And I slept on my arm wrong, and I had a dream that I fell and landed on my arm and broke my arm. And so, but it must have been because my arm was hurting, like it was in a bind or something, you know? And so I woke up and couldn't move my arm. And so I was convinced that my arm was really was broken, right? And so I went out in the living room. I think my dad was still like watching TV or something. I started crying. I was like, I broke my arm. He's like, what'd you do? You know? And uh, <laughs> uh, he was all like, you know, and then finally I kind of woke up. I was like, hey, I didn't break my arm, you know, and then I couldn't move it. And, <laughs> and it was this whole thing. Um, <laughs> but I, I do, I got to tell you, my very first roommate, uh, when I, I got my first apartment and uh, a buddy of mine that I've known my entire life, we met when we were four years old, uh, we moved in together and he was one of these people. He wouldn't sleepwalk he would have complete conversations with you while he was asleep. Yeah. Um, just, and, and have no recollection of what he was saying and wouldn't remember it afterwards. And, uh, I remember one time I, uh, I, I was working late and I came home and he was asleep on the couch and, uh, he said, uh, Hey, we gotta, we gotta go get some sandbags cause my parents house flooded. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, let me change clothes. And so I went in the, I went in the bedroom, changed clothes, and came out. And I said, you ready to go? And he sat back up and he goes, where are we going? And I said, well, to your parents' house. And he said, why? He said, because it flooded. He goes, it did? I go, you just told me this story. What am I, what am I, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. And the funny thing was, we didn't have a phone. So there was no way that they had called us or anything. But he would do that constantly where he would just... You know, and sit there and look at you in the face and have these conversations, and he was clearly just playing asleep. You know, it was it was a really really strange uh, strange thing. My son is That's like that, and I'll have I'll talk to him. He talks in his sleep all the time, which is always unnerving. Uh, his mom was the same way; she would do that all the time. And I'm waiting to I I think he almost sleepwalks. I've been waiting. I, you can kind of tell. I've seen him almost get up and be half out of it and i, I know the symptoms because I, like i said i i, I could think of three times in my life where i did it uh, one time when i was a little kid i walked down the stairs into the basement of our old house which i never went down there when i was conscious ever i was scared of it and we had a toilet down there and i guess i just used the toilet 
I don't know why. I, mean, I was out cold. I don't remember doing it. And then the one that really gets me is I, uh, I woke up one time. I had this urge in my head that I was going to surprise. I just had this feeling I'm going to surprise my dad. You know, I'm going to surprise him. And so I, and I was out of it. But I can remember thinking this. And so I went outside and sat in the back seat of our car. And uh, it was the middle of the night. And I sat there. I don't know how long I was in the car. And then I woke up and I was in the car. <laughs> I was like, wow, what am I doing really? here? And that was because when you don't have control of your body and you sort of know what's going on, that was double super creepy to me. Uh, yeah. Me and my dad are both real light sleepers. And so I think I was in a real light sleep at the time. And, but I mean, I, it was super, I'm telling you, waking up in the car was, I mean, it was super creepy. I had a friend, Neil. He was a real bad sleepwalker. He was this big lumbering oaf of a guy, and his claim to fame is uh, he he got caught uh, sleepwalking in his neighborhood uh, nude because he slept nude. So he would just he would and this happened multiple times. So you could look out the window and just six foot one nude punk is walking down your street, you know, like Frankenstein lumbering around. So. Definitely. Good rule of thumb: you see a six foot one thug walking down the street naked, don't wake him up. Yeah, <laughs> I always wondered about that. If that was true, if that you would screw him up if you woke up a sleepwalker. Uh, I, I don't want to find out. Let's put it that way. Uh, it might give them a fright, which might not be particularly good for them. <laughs> hey, you for know, you, yeah. Picks, while we got you on here, I want to give a quick plug uh, to your fine publication. Just a brief plug. Tell them what you're up to and what's in the mag this month, Picks. So we just released uh, issue eight of Amiga Addict, which uh, the cover feature for that is uh, it's all about Raspberry Pi and how that's related to the Amiga, um, uh, sort of accelerators and Pi Storm and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we've got uh, we've got a feature with an interview with one of the developers of famed Amiga um, or infamous Amiga software, um, Xcopy. Oh wow. <laughs> the, the, so, uh, so that was quite interesting. So yeah, there's, there's some good stuff in there. That'll time. be a lot of fun. I just, I just, I just grabbed that, and I haven't got to look through it too much yet. But I, I'm anxious. To, I definitely want to see that. An infamous piece of software for sure. Well, listen, Picks. Hey, thank you so much for popping in and sharing your uh, your uh, dreams and your well, disturbing you nightmares. <laughs> well, I've got, I've, I've got one more. Oh, please share it. Go for it. And because. Uh, uh, I mean, my dreams are all over the map, and I have some pretty dark ones, which I've probably not gone over here, but I've got this weird one that I found, found that I'd sent um, quite a detailed description of to, to a friend of mine. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it to you verbatim. And I put, uh, when you have a dream uh, where you're transported into Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton's body and have to drive a Formula One race, um, the race appears to be in a giant department store or leisure center. Unfortunately, on the warm-up lap, uh, where you're, when you're avoiding the shoes in the shoes section, uh, I took a wrong turn and I got lost in the giant leisure center. At one point, I thought I'd found my way back, but it turns out it was an indoor racetrack for 80s rally cars, and I was going the wrong way around the track. Luckily, I was able to get the car up the half-pipe at the side of the track and back into the leisure center, at which point I was carrying the car under my arm like a surfboard. Um, then I asked a chap for directions, but he sent me the wrong way, and then I woke up. <laughs> it's just the most bizarre series well, of I'm, events. I'm so glad you we kept you on for that. That is insane. Yeah. 
You know, and it brings it me, it brings me something. I am glad. It's funny. Your dreams are getting me in the head on some of this stuff. These dreams where you're performing a task in the dream that you don't have no idea what you're doing. And in the like, I have dreams all the time where I'm supposed to be doing something. Like wrestling is a good example. I have a dream where I'm supposed to be putting on a match. I'm not a wrestler, and I in the dream I go out there and look like an idiot and don't know what I'm doing. Is that, is that something that you guys have come across? Uh, I I definitely get that sort of thing. Uh, I'm I'm not a particularly experienced traveler, and I'm also very bad at being on time for things. Um, so I have frequent dreams of being late for planes, um, and uh, um missing flights, uh, forgetting my passport, all those sorts of things. Um, so, so yeah, being un, be, being uh, unknowledgeable about, uh, about traveling, even though I've done it plenty of times now and, and not got anything wrong, <laughs> but, but I still have those sorts of dreams. You get those black? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, the... Um... Uh, I, I I think when you know they always have those those ones as a kid that they the examples like oh you know I went to school and I forgot to put clothes on or I forgot to do uh, you know my homework although I just had a dream the other day uh, where I I was in college and I forgot to do homework so it, it is it's like that general theme there's just a lot of different twists to it you know where you're you've um, I, I have a dream I've had a repeating dream where. I'll slowly start to realize that I've lost a car. <laughs> like I'll, I'll go, like I'll go over to my dad's or something, and then the garage will be open, and then I'll start thinking, didn't I used to have a car? And did I leave that car here? And I think maybe I moved away and forgot and left my car here. You know, just like weird things. And then, you know, um, we talked. Uh, I think it was uh, uh, Martin uh, who called in earlier, uh, who who said that sometimes he has those things where he recognizes that it's a dream and then he can just continue uh, dreaming and I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in a minute but uh, when I usually have that it wakes me up like when I have that moment you know kind of like what, what Pixels was saying like I remember one time I had this dream and uh, Susan my wife had asked me um, to build a garage or whatever and so I was out there doing you know I was nailing all this stuff and I was in the middle of it and I go I don't know how to do this, yeah, and I immediately woke up. Yeah, that <laughs> just that, like shocked me. Into, that's yeah, usually what happens like to reality. me. You know, right, that's so I would be in the middle of the F one race or whatever, and then I'd be like, "Hey, I don't know how to drive one of these," and then unfortunately, I would wake up. You know, I'm looking in chat here. Canadian Richard things chimed in. He said, "When I was in drama at university, I often had a dream that going on stage, but not knowing what play I was in or any of the lines. Like that's a." Example that would be a nightmare big time if you're a drama major. That's, right. That's that's the that's the absolute worst. That's for sure. Well, listen again. We appreciate your picks for popping in, uh, and uh, hopefully you'll get you back on uh, sometime soon. We're gonna take a quick pause, and we're gonna move on to our next caller. Again, uh, if you are interested in talking to us, uh, you can get in on the fun. Uh, by hopping on Discord and uh, trying your luck. Uh, we're, hey, we're easy to get along with. We'll love, we'd love to hear your story. And you've got a little bit of time left before we uh, wind this sucker up. So now is the time. The address is on the screen. Uh, get, just hop in there and pop into our Discord. And we will bring you up. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments with some more action. Stay tuned. <laughs> 
shopping, dining, beautiful lakes and rivers, and a monster? Welcome to Braxton County, West Virginia. Centrally located, Braxton County, West Virginia is the ideal place to visit. Natural beauty and recreation abound with two beautiful lakes for easy kayaking and canoeing and many hiking trails. Did we mention the Flatwoods Monster? That's right. Visit Braxton County, West Virginia's Flatwoods Monster Museum and not only learn about the Flatwoods Monster, but walk in the same footsteps as the people who witnessed it. Nearly all of our attractions can be found within a few miles of Interstate 79. Visit us online at BraxtonWV.org. That's BraxtonWV.org. Braxton County, West Virginia. Center yourself here. It's the world's only Mothman Museum, the premier destination for Mothman fans. The Mothman Museum is the only place where you can see the largest collection of props and memorabilia from the Mothman Prophecies movie, and read rare historical documents from the Scarberry Mount Mothman eyewitnesses themselves documenting what they experienced that fateful night on November 15, 1966. The museum is located right next to the Mothman statue on Main Street in Point Pleasant. experiencing conversations from the dark side all right we are back we are back in black with flack everybody thanks for uh hanging and banging with us tonight we've had some interesting calls tonight uh flack what do you think so far man oh man it's so interesting i, I and it's such a, a weird topic like a normal day-to-day -day, like you know when you, you're uh, back remember back when we used to go into the office and <laughs> we did all that and and uh, like two grown men, and you're like, so what did you dream about last night? Well, I dreamed I was a monkey. You know, I mean, it's just weird to talk about. So this forum is really cool for, um, uh, you know, being able to hear all these stories and share stories. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, hopefully one of our callers, or maybe not, uh, will have a story, but I wanted to talk a little bit about lucid dreaming, which we've kind of referred to, Martin talked a little bit about, but lucid yeah. dreaming is, of course, uh, being, you know, being aware that you're dreaming, and there's kind of two levels. One is just the awareness that you're dreaming, and then the second one is being able to control your dream, you know. And I've had both of those. Um, I read this this book, this paperback book I got from a garage sale, and I was like 10 or something. And uh, it was all about dreams, and it had this whole chapter about lucid dreaming, and it had this technique, and I used to do it all the time. And it worked sometimes, um, but uh, not too often. But it said when you when you lay down for bed, when you're about to fall asleep, 
you imagine yourself at the top of a staircase. And so, and there's a hundred steps on this step case, right? And so at the very beginning, you say, 100, I'm dreaming. And then you take a step down, you know, just mentally, and you say, 99, I'm dreaming. Then 98, and you keep doing that, you know? And there would be times where I would all of a sudden be, you know, doing whatever my dream, like I'm riding a motorcycle or something, and I would be saying, you know, over and over and over in my head, like, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. And then it would it would jar me, and I would be like, oh, this is a dream, you know? And so it actually worked, but it worked a lot better when I was a kid. First of all, when I, I know some of the people said when they lay down, they go right to sleep. When I lay down, it's like an hour and a half. Like, I, I'll watch a movie or yeah. episodes of The Love Boat or something ridiculous, you know? So I, I, don't, I don't have great sleep patterns like that, but... Uh, but I don't know. I, I wish that that still worked because that was such a cool thing. I remember one time I was, I had a dream these bad guys were after me and I was like, oh, this is a dream. Like I figured it out, you know, and it was, uh, I was in my house and I ran out to the garage and I was like, I'm flying away on a dolphin. That's a true story. And I got <laughs> on a dolphin and I flew away. I was like, I'm not hanging around this place. So yeah, those, those are kind of dreams, but I just, I just don't really do it anymore, unfortunately. I've I've tried, of course, and with mm. I think I've had lucid dreams, but it's hard for me to tell, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But uh, but the thought, my buddy used to talk about it all the time, doing it. Uh, but uh, you know, it's one of those things. I, I it would be great uh, to uh, be able to know for certain that you that you were in there doing it. Uh, but I've also tried the OBE thing with similar results. I will say, hey, listen, check this out. We have a text entry here. Uh, this was sent to us. I'm going to read this thing. We've also got Matt here on the line before I read a text. How you doing tonight, Matt? Doing great. Happy great. to be here. Beautiful. We're, I'm going to read this thing, then we can comment on it here. All right. <laughs> I believe this is uh, from our own buddy here, Super Tech Boy, who writes, uh, Worst dream I ever had was I dreamt my hometown was victim to a nuclear attack. Holy smokes. I remember going tor- uh, towards into the blast area and seeing charred bodies. I remember seeing demons pulling the souls of the charred bodies into hell. In the dream, I also remember suffering from radiation sickness and getting sicker and sicker. I woke up crying from that dream. No kidding. That's, that is a, (laughs) the demons were pulling the souls out of the dead. That's hardcore. That sounds like a, uh, a King Diamond video. If he had an unlimited budget. I mean, I had a bad dream one time that I had Big Bird's legs. Yep. So I don't... (laughs) That he I'm can, not having no, no demons pulling people's souls out. That's terrible. It continues. He's also written here, As a kid, I also used to have a recurring nightmare where I would be on a beach and a giant dark wave as black as night towered over me, waiting to pull me into the ocean. The wave was sentient and had almost a snarling or growling noise at me. I never remembered the wave crashing down on me it was always a short dream and always woke up quick. That reminds me, if you've ever seen Creepshow 2, there's a, there's one of the many stories that it's called The Raft, and these teens are uh, t- are tormented by a large uh, black uh, mass that floats around the water. That's what that reminds me of. That's, that would also be super-duper creepy. That is, that's creepy stuff, uh, uh, Tech. I hope that you have good dreams to go along with those horrible, horrible nightmares. Very disturbing stuff. Speaking of disturbing stuff, it's our good buddy Matt. <laughs> just, 
just give you the business, man. How Going you doing, on, guys? Oh man, we're having a having a good time tonight, man. We've learned, we've heard a lot of uh, crazy, strange stuff, man. Uh, yes, yes. So, I've been listening. So, are you a big a big dreamer, nightmare guy? What's your thing? Not really. I mean, I can probably count the number of dreams I've had that I can remember, probably on hands and toes or fingers and toes, rather. <laughs> well, you got a good one. Uh, maybe. Um, like a couple of them, you all have already covered. You know, the, the flying thing. The <laughs> Have you, let me ask you before you get started. Have you ever fallen and or been shot in a dream? Do you recall ever that happening? And what what was the result? Did you just wake up or? Uh, the falling thing is uh, not falling per se, but I have in elevators. Yeah. <laughs> and it was one of the things. Is like at the end, you know, it stops all of a sudden, and then the door opens. <laughs> Yeah, you just after I splat on the ground, but it, you know it doesn't seem to hurt me. But <laughs> that's your dream being a jerk. Yeah. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you? You know, we talked to Kate early in the show about sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. has, has that ever been a thing that you had to suffer through? Only once that I can recall. Yeah, and it was after I'd already learned what it was, so I knew what was going on. So it really didn't bother me all that much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I think maybe an illness or something had had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So do you do you tend to remember your dreams or do you often forget them? Uh, I don't really remember them. What about a about a bad <laughs> nightmare? Have you had a really bad nightmare that you that stuck with you? Um, there are a few that I can think of. Uh, one when I was a kid, just in my room playing there. In my room, hiding from the T Rex running around outside. <laughs> I think Jurassic Park may have had something to do with that. <laughs> yeah, that would. It's funny if you think about it because we've we've kind of touched on this earlier. Yeah. I had a dream with the Joker, and then uh, Mario had the dream with uh, Jason Voorhees coming at him. You've had the 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 uh, the, uh, the Tyrannosaurus coming after you. I suppose yeah. uh, those those kid dreams that you have where you're being chased by stuff, they, they mature over the years depending on what era you live in. I wonder if kids in the 1800s or the 1700s or, or the pioneer days dreamed of a guy coming at them with an axe or a bear or a particularly grumpy badger. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, um, I had a, uh, a dream after we saw... i, I got to figure out... I'll have to look this up what year it came out, but... Um, uh, I've got to go to the theater to go see Flash Gordon in 1980. So, oh, yeah. Uh, depending on when it was, I was uh, seven or eight, one or the other. And there's a scene towards the end where Flash and uh, I think it's uh, Baron and, and they're um, like when they're storming the castle, you know, and there's those bad guys that look like they're kind of like stormtroopers, but they're wearing red. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like oh, yeah, ones. yeah. And they go in there, and then there's that guy with the goggles. And they pull the goggles off to, like, use the goggles. And then it turns out that guy was, like, a android or something, you know? Like, it was all wires and sparks and stuff, and it just dies. And they're like, uh-oh. I mean, they're like, whoops, we pulled a guy's face off. And then they just keep moving, you know? And so this is two things. Number one, I had a dream that the same, like, like someone pulled... I didn't wear glasses, but like someone pulled sunglasses off and my eyes came out or something. Holy which moly. Was right, 
it was right around that time. But this was one of those dreams, and this is uh, something I, w- I wanted to ask um, you and Matt about, where I woke up, but I didn't really wake up. Like, I, f- I fake woke up. Like, I thought I woke up, but I was still dreaming. And I looked, of course, how could I look? And I was like, I almost really did fall out. Like, <laughs> they were really there, you know? And then I really woke up. It was like almost like those... Um, you know, fake endings in horror movies in the 80s, you know what I mean? Like that you think you've woken up, but you're still dreaming. That that ever happened to you? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I've had the Inception-esque dream. <laughs> Although, I, I, I like that movie, speaking of, because it did, that is something that has, but they went, they went too stupid with it. Uh, you know, dream and a dream, 50 dreams. But yeah, waking up from a dream in a dream, I've, I've definitely had that happen. And uh, yeah. it's weird. <laughs> That's all you can yeah, say about absolutely. it. <laughs> and you often wonder, you know, what? I don't know about you guys, but when I wake up, I'm, I can be kind of hazy there for a couple of minutes. And I often wonder, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's like if your brain just tries to piece something together that you can remember and it turns out all goofy. Because one of the things I was reading when I was researching this show this week is that the funny things about dreams is to this day... Uh, there, there's no one that has any real proof as to why we dream or what purpose the dream search. Researchers don't know why we do it. They don't know uh, what it what it does to the brain, if anything. And so it's it's untapped territory, untapped potential to figure out what's going on there. And I often wonder if some of the weirder stuff, like the Inception effect, it takes place just as your mind is you're trying to make something out of what your unconscious mind was thinking about. I'll tell you the best theory I ever read, and uh, this kind of goes back to uh, something Kate said about how human beings like to, uh, you know, we are pattern uh, animals. I mean, that that's what our brains like to do. Um, I mean, I think the perfect example of this is uh, when you've been thinking about someone and then the phone rings and you go, I'm just thinking about that guy. And, and then my phone ring. But what you don't remember are the million times you thought of other people and your phone didn't ring, you know? Yeah. But our, our brain wants to, wants to link those things together. And so I read a theory a long time ago about dreams that basically, uh, you know, at night when our, our memory and our brains are basically, uh, filing things away from short-term memory to long-term memory. And when those little neurons fire off, it's just these little glimpses of, things throughout our day or memories that we had or whatever, but our brain doesn't know what's really going on. And so it just kind of starts linking them together in some sort of narrative. So, you, you know, you have this, this thing where you're like, Oh, uh, I've got a motorcycle and now you're riding a motorcycle and Oh, there's this friend I had that I saw today. And then all of a sudden that person's there, you know? And so it's, it's just your brain trying to make logical sense out of something that it doesn't really understand. So I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems to be as good as any other theory I've read. Yeah. I'm buying it. What about you, Matt? You buying that one? Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Matt? Oh, no. For Matt, if he, um, as you get older, do you find that you have more <laughs> nightmares or do you have more dreams? Not older than, you know, us. No, no. Anyway. You buried him. Go <laughs> ahead, Matt. <laughs> Not really. It's just they tend to be weird. I don't know that I've really ever had what would classify historically as a nightmare. <laughs> Interesting. Lucky you, yeah. eh? Yeah. Um, generally just too weird to really classify either way. Uh, 
most vivid one I can think of. I'm not sure if I wanted to go into this. No, get not. into it. This is this is this is the main event of your dream sequence. Let's hear it. You got to yeah. go out in a strong one, Matt. What is it? All right, all right. I once dreamt I woke up and I was someone else. Really? And you were? Yeah. Do you know who the person was? Yes. Okay. Someone of the female persuasion. Oh. <laughs> okay. So let me uh, let me make sure I got this right. You you went to bed and you woke up as a lady. Yes. Uh-huh. And then what happened? More so someone I was an acquaintance with. Didn't really know real well, but... Oh! Um, well, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. This was several years ago. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, I mean, probably things I probably wouldn't mention on here, but, you know. <laughs> that's, that is still, that's very intriguing. I can say that's what dream I've never had. Flack? Yeah. What if, what if, what if you are a woman and this is the dream, Matt? <laughs> this would be the nightmare. No. I will say, Mansoor, <laughs> Mansoor Balls just chimed in with your dream. He said, that's not unusual, he says. So, oh, okay. So, but okay. The, I've never, that's a new one on me. I seem to remember it ending, like, in an alleyway being chased by <laughs> scary people. I don't that, know. <laughs> that took a weird turn, I gotta say. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> you weren't kidding. That's, you know, I'm glad to take the time uh, after the show and try to figure out what that means, because there's got to be a meaning behind it, but God only knows what it was. Matt, that was was a good one to go out on, my friend. All right. (laughs) Thank you very much for chiming in and sharing your innermost thoughts and desires. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, Matt. What do you think about that, Flack? Talk to you later. See you later, dude. I don't know that i've ever had a dream where i was somebody else i think that's really interesting yeah that's that (laughs) that is a strange one there listen we're going to take a very brief two second break here we'll be back in two shakes of a lamb uh until we return please please enjoy this hilarious commercial it's the world's only mothman museum the premier destination for mothman fans The Mothman Museum is the only place where you can see the largest collection of props and memorabilia from the Mothman Prophecies movie, and read rare historical documents from the Scarberry Mount Mothman eyewitnesses themselves documenting what they experienced that fateful night on November 15, 1966. The museum is located right next to the Mothman statue on Main Street in Point Pleasant. You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. All right. We are back. And we are ready to go uh, with our next caller. Uh, if, uh, Sir, if you could re-raise your hand there, we will pull you in violently in a dreamlike way. Let's see if we can get him up in here. Uh, that was interesting. Coming back as a lady in your dream, I... Uh, uh, I, that would be an odd way to wake up, and I could certainly see where that one would be memorable. Uh, because <laughs> that sure, yeah, that is a new one on me. So I believe we're going to be. I think yes, I believe we've got him here. Is this the Texas foosballer on the line? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Okay, we can. Tex, how are you this yeah. evening, man? I- I'm doing great, man. It's good to be here. I'm glad you popped me. in to uh, share some uh, time with us and some of your stories. Have you been listening uh, long on the show tonight? 
I've watched, I've caught the show from the beginning tonight. Oh, Last great. week I caught the tail end, but very yeah, good. I've been here. Very good. So, uh, before we get into your uh, various experiences, uh, what do you make of this last uh, dream from Matt? Have you ever had a uh, a dream where you woke up as another person or even another gender? No, that's that's something I've never experienced. That was quite interesting. I kind of want that to happen now. I wonder if there's a way I can, can you do that with lucid dreaming, Flack? You know, all I'm thinking of is, I mean, I'm not that attractive as a man. I'm going to make a real ugly woman. <laughs> I better stick with what I got here. I didn't think of it that way. You, get, <laughs> you got a good point there. So what is on your mind tonight, Tex? Do you have a good one for us? Yeah, I, I think it's pretty good. I, all right. Uh, it's it's kind of uh, touchy, um, so I hope it doesn't freak anybody out. Okay. I've actually suppressed this and haven't talked about this since childhood. This is the first time I've actually brought it up, so it's kind of kind of interesting. I'm going to oh, try wow. to play back any tears. But yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a doozy of a story. Okay. Um, so when I was young, about eight years old, I got uh, really sick, fever. And I I, you know, can barely remember it because I was so young and I was so sick. But I had a high fever, and I remember my dad taking my temperature, saying that it was should we take him to the hospital? And, you know, you got to remember back then in the 80s, you know, things were a lot more relaxed back then. Uh, but, you know, they were very concerned. I could see their concern. And my mom said, well, what are we going to do? And they had called over my aunt and uncle, and they came over. They were visiting. I was in the bed. I was sick. I was kind of in and out of consciousness. And um, they said, well, we need to get – and, you know, they were speaking half English and Spanish, and I don't know Spanish but they were basically saying we need to get his grandmother over here. It's very important. She needs to get over here as soon as possible. So like an hour later, my grandmother shows up. But she's very old and very frail. She's like in her 80s. And she's being escorted into my room with my two uncles, like one on either side of her arm, like holding her up because she can barely work. She's very frail. And she speaks nothing but Spanish. I speak nothing but English. So we don't really communicate. But she comes over. And, and this is going to kind of tie into what Mario was week at the end when I kind of caught the end of the show. Um, hey, she, Tex, I'm, I hate to interrupt you, but move, make sure your face is right up on your mic because we're losing you a little bit on it when you move away. Okay, is, is that any better? Yeah, that's that's fine. Thanks. I don't because I don't want to miss this. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, she she pulls out an egg and she pulls out a, like a, gla- a jar and some straw and she rubs the egg all over my body like forehead she starts on my forehead she goes in my head she goes all around my whole body and then she takes the egg and she says some kind of a prayer in the egg and then she puts it in the jar of water and puts the straw in the water and she says another prayer and then she puts it underneath my bed and then she says something to my aunt and uh, my father and mother and she does another prayer all in spanish i have no idea what they're saying and um and so then then the, my my uncle's escorted by her elbows again and uh, and so I, I fall asleep, and um, I had the weirdest dream that night. I dreamed that my grandmother was floating in the bed uh, above my bed, and she was sitting like Indian style on this. And it was like this aura around her, like this weird. And she started talking to me, and I could understand her, even though she was speaking Spanish, and I don't know Spanish. We were communicating, and she was just asking me about what do you want to do, what do you want to be. All these questions, and we were just having this, you know, beautiful conversation. 
And the one of the weird things was she was sharing with me her life and her childhood. And as she was telling me stories about she would turn from an old frail lady into like a young lady into a little girl. And she just kept going back and forth floating on the sky. And it was just the weirdest but very peaceful experience. And then the next thing I know, my dad is waking me up and I'm in a pool of sweat. Like I have sweat all over me. The whole bed is drenched in sweat. And he's like, do you feel better? And I broke my fever and I felt better. Like I wasn't ill or sick anymore. And um, turns out that same night when they took her home, she passed away. And I, oh, I skipped one part. She had told me, the last thing she told me, my dad was shaking me awake. She goes, and now you must go on. She said it just like that. And it was like a huge thunderclap when she said it. Like, it was very scary. And, and my dad was shaking me at the same time, waking me up, you know, whatever he was doing. And, you know, that was just like, it, it kind of created a, I became like a black sheep of the family with some of my family members because they all like have this thing like, oh, you know, it was some kind of a, uh, you know something supernatural about it and in other parts of my family like have this reverence for me they, like, she, she touched you and she you know all these weird things they would say um but you know to me i just remember that was the day that my uh but it was very weird coincidental experience and um and it was all in a dream you know i had this beautiful conversation with her and i can barely remember bits and pieces of it. i wish i would have made more of an effort to remember that but i thought i'd share it it seemed to kind of tie into the theme here Wow, that is, that is one heck of a story, uh, Tex. And how old did you say you were when this happened? I was eight, uh, eight years old. You know, it's it's funny. I was watching Kate in the chat. Kate is still around, and she said that uh, uh, her grandmother, also Mexican, did this for her as well. So this is a uh, perhaps a tradition of sorts. Uh, hopefully, Kate's grandmother didn't pass away. But that's you know, I I have heard about. Uh, um, this must be something because I know this sort of thing is used for bunko. I would see like a, a, you know a gypsy angle uh, for stuff like this, but that stuff generally is derives from somewhere. Uh, it, do you have any idea like what how she had that knowledge or you know what what was the basis of that? Have anyone in your family talked about it? I mean, was she a religious lady or? Yeah, she she was religious, but she wasn't um, uh, like church going religious. Uh, she she was actually Indian more than Mexican. Yeah, uh-huh. she was uh, she was from a, a native Mexican Indian. She's indigenous indigenous Mexican, which is not your normal Mexican. She was like an Indian, and so like Mexican. a Native American, but yeah, yeah, Native yeah. North American. So it had yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, I, I kind of lost all contact with most of my family. So I never got to inquire about our family history or, you know, what what transpired or any anything that would have been you know helpful is, is knowing. So that's uh, unfortunately uh, a sever, you know, cause things got severed there. Well, I will say this, now, not to get too uh, mushy about it or whatnot, but. The way I look at stuff like this, I look at it from two angles, and I'm sure you've thought about this, Tex. This could have been something that a superstitious old lady did to try to relieve you of your illness, right? And she just so happened to have passed at an inopportune time. It's possible. But at the bare minimum, she was trying to relieve you of your suffering. On the flip side, she could have used a 
a hidden knowledge lost the most of modern society to use uh, her special uh, ability there or her knowledge of how this works to cure you and sort of, uh, you know, at the sacrifice of herself. So it's a beautiful story either way it goes, I think. And it's, uh, it's a nice tribute to the lady. Uh, I'm sure she was a super nice lady and just... Uh, just to do that for you, either way, uh, it's an act of true love, I think. I can appreciate what you just said, and and actually most of my life, teenagehood, young adulthood, I just looked at it as being, she uh, she was just a very superstitious person, and it was just, you know, circumstantial, she passed away at the same time that all that happened. Um, but as I got older and became more open-minded, I started thinking that possibly there was more to it than that, you know, and um, I, I, I know this is going to sound weird, but I kind of look for her and seek her in my dreams now. Um, and I, I don't know why I do that, but I'm hoping to one day see her again. And it, it hasn't happened, but yeah. well, I, I feel there might be more to it. Here's the thing. Uh, I think anybody that says that we know everything is fooling themselves. Like we discover things this day you know what i mean so uh i i will tell you that my wife uh who is one of the smartest people i know tells me that i mean this is a true story that when she was uh in uh, middle school she went to a uh, a sleepover and they watched uh the exorcist and they watched witchboard and after witchboard one of the girls had a, a a Ouija board, and so they were doing. And my wife said she didn't want to do it. She said it was just giving her bad feelings and made her upset to her stomach. She was like, "I just didn't want any part of it." And that night, while she was at a sleepover, both of her grandparents passed away. They passed away on the same night, and so wow. Uh, so, well, and first of all, to this day, she won't watch either of those films. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I can't really blame her, you know, but. Uh, you know, so for me to say, I mean, like I haven't had that experience, but I can't say that it's impossible. I can just say that I haven't had that experience, you know, and she will tell you, like, she's the most logical person. She's the most left brain person I know. She has, you know, every day what we're going to spend every day in a giant Excel spreadsheet. Like she's super logical and all that. But she also says, I had this experience and I can't explain it. You know, I can't explain like, why did I feel so, like all the other girls were doing this, why did I feel so averse to it that night? Why, what was, you know, she said literally, like, I was sick at my stomach. Like, it just, something was wrong with it, you know? And so uh, I, I think there, there are things that we just don't know all the answers to. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with you on that. And I will say, uh, Foos, uh, man, thank you for sharing your story with us. Absolutely, That was yeah. a great story, and... uh uh, I hope going forward, and you know, of course, you've been you've known about this since it happened. I hope that you, uh, uh, it's something that you hold in your uh, in your mind as a as a pleasant thing. I mean, it's a it's a I, I really it's an amazing tale. I, I really thought that was an interesting interesting story. So we really appreciate that, Tex. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Aaron. It's great to be here. Hey, thanks, man. We'll, we will catch you again next time. We're gonna take one more break, everybody. And then we were going to bring on our last guest of the evening uh, in the main event spot. So we will be back. Uh, hold on with us. We're going for one more. 
You are experiencing Conversations from the Dark Side. Woo! That was one heck of a, a wacky one there, uh, Flaxter. I really like that deep, touching stuff there. Thanks for sharing that one, Foos. We really appreciate it, my friend. Excellent. We're going to try to get one last caller here uh, on the line. Can you, if you'll raise your hands in there. I'm going to switch scenes here since I went to the wrong one. There we go. Uh, if we could get you one more time, Dave. There you go. And we will get you in here. Uh, this has been a, a real uh, interesting night. I've enjoyed all these stories. Uh, and I think everyone has had uh, something very interesting to share uh, on these things. And uh, I'm, I'm pleased. Please this punch, uh, Flack, to uh, get to share, take part in all these interesting tales. Uh, this is the whole point of the show. I like to hear from people to uh, give them a platform uh, to share this kind of thing. Because heck, where are you gonna, where are you gonna hear this sort of stuff? You know, right, uh, not yeah. very often, man. Hey, you can't just you know hit up the the guy working in drive through, you know, and be like, oh, by the way, one time I dreamed I was a woman. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you gotta no. have the right, you gotta have the right audience for it, you know. No, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna Dave's having a little trouble. Dave, raise your hand one more time, my friend. We'll try it one more time here. There it is. Let's see if we can get you in here, man. Okay, hang on. You should see a you should see an acceptance button that pops up here in a second, Dave. And you can just here he is, Dave Z. Hey, is go. that you? Good evening, everybody. Oh, great to have you on here, Dave. Dave out in Arizona. So it's still early days for you out there, to Dave. Yeah, it's only seven thirty. Not too, so. These are tales from the slightly dark side for you on this one. I'm these. <laughs> Good. I, I'm very excited about this, right? When I saw the uh, the vote in the channel, I, I definitely voted for this as, as soon as I could. I, I have a lot of thoughts, uh, so I, I hope not to take too much of your time. No, no, the there's no hurry, Dave. You go right ahead. The floor is yours. The, the first thing I want to say is I actually enjoy nightmares. Now, one of the questions, uh, 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 Rob, I think you asked is, do I normally have nightmares or, or dreams? As I grow older, I have less and less nightmares, right? Because... The kind of person I am, right, I don't really get afraid by situations. If I'm in the woods and I hear a noise, I don't think Jason or Freddy. I think crackhead or bear, right? So my adrenaline gets up as opposed to my fear. Does that make sense? Yes, yes, I understand. Yeah, but when, when, you're, when you're in a nightmare, you get the fear. And then you wake up and you're sweating. And I, I never get feelings like that except for when I get a good nightmare. Does it make sense? So yes. I kind of enjoy the nightmare, right? Um, a couple things about the nightmare. I do encounter the problem where I can't run 
or if I do run, it is extremely, sure. extremely slow. I've I've encountered that many times. That walking into the wind feeling. Yes, yes, or molasses, uh, uh, stuck in the mud, whatever. Yeah, my 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 limbs just don't move, and I seem to be. You know, going 100 miles an hour, but it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had that same thing happen. I wonder if that isn't the basis for every slasher film ever. <laughs> because it doesn't seem like they get too far either. I feel the same way. Another thing you had talked about is getting shot. One of my most vivid dreams ever was getting shot. I think it was a rip from, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie My Blue Heaven with Steve Martin where he was a gangster. Um, uh, it was a halfway comedy, but one of the parts of the thing was uh, they knew who the killer was because he used a twenty-two to the back of the head, right? And I don't didn't have this dream right after I had seen this movie, but I'm pretty sure it was because man. So the dream, I don't remember being abducted, but I may have been abducted in the dream. But I, I all of a sudden I had like three guys holding me in the back of an old station wagon. Remember the old station wagons that had like the flat. Uh, uh, surface and kind of a thing. Uh, no, that doesn't ring a bell. Flat, can wagons. you be more specific? Like up the back doors, flat. Like yeah, so, like so, so, so. Some station wagons used to have like three row seating, right? But yeah. some of them you could put the third row down, so it was flat. So you yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So it was down flat like that, and like three guys were holding me, and one guy held a a, a, a little twenty two automatic right to the back, right behind my ear, and pow, bam. I swear I was dead. It was the uh it was one of the most realest dreams I ever had. And I woke wow. up it was it was really something. And, and it was really weird because I don't know if you've ever seen My Blue Heaven, but it was more of a comedy. It wasn't this yeah. was more like right, you sure. know, the you know, the Godfather. It was horrible. <laughs> Another so I, I also ha uh, currently I'm having a lot of uh, reoccurring dreams, you know, over the past 10 or 15 years. Sure. Every month or so, I kind of have the same thing. And one thing I wanted to speak out on this show, because if it ever happens, it proves that I am also clairvoyant. Okay. Is aliens. Now, I'm not talking your your Spock or your 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 close encounters aliens. I'm talking your because we know if aliens come here, I mean, everybody already knows. If they're coming here, they're coming here to kill us and take all our stuff, right? Everybody knows this. So it's always a confrontation, right? It's always a, a global – I'm part of a ragtag group of uh, 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 combatants who are fighting the aliens. I, I don't really remember a lot of the detail, but uh, whether it's attacks in the sky or, or ground force, I've definitely had that dream, I don't know. 20, 30 times over the years. So if aliens ever come in mass, you know I told you first. <laughs> Good to know. Well, I don't fight in the, uh, are you uh, like flying stuff when you fight them or are you fighting them from the ground? Or how do you Most of the time it's, yeah, most of the time it's it's me from the ground. I, I, I don't ever remember me like, 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 in the airplane but i remember stuff like you can look up into the sky and see the 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 f confrontations and whatnot it's never me uh, you know i bits and hazes you know uh, uh i do keep a, a a notepad next to my bed right because you wake up i try and drop down some of the stuff um but it's it's usually like i said it's not me driving a tank and leading the charge right it's more <laughs> the overall bigger picture like there's an alien invasion and it's just bad. It's bad for all of us. So watch out I when they I hope you're not clairvoyant, Dave. I agree. One of the other uh, 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 reoccurring dreams I've been having over the past five or ten years 
it's not a, a really a nightmare, but it's more of a, a vacation, if you will. Um, I, I, I usually have to drive to this hotel, and the drive is kind of always different, but it's always the same kind of hotel. Uh, they know me. I know them. I have... Uh, this room there, the layout's the same. It's really, really strange. It's close to the border. I think it's close to the Canada border because I can go over there and gamble. And I would go over there and gamble. And again, it was the same kind of familiarity. I would go to these same casinos. I would walk in and they'd, oh, hey, and the receipts. It was really weird stuff. And I'm not a gambler. Um, I, I don't I don't know where that comes from. And it's really weird because I realized that I crossed... I, 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 I know I have to cross the border to go gambling, and it's it, it's really strange. But again, that's another one I've had twenty or, or thirty times over the 20 years. Twenty or thirty it's, times. Well, holy I'm smokes! Old. I'm old. You're not that you know. old. Hey, that's only about one dream a month, you know. That's, for that must yeah, mean I, something, Dave. Though if you get twenty or thirty, that's someone's telling you to go gamble in Canada. Get I'd get in the car after about the fifteenth. <laughs> I'd be heading back up. I'd go up to Hoser Town. Is, is gambling legal? I don't even know if gambling's legal in, Listen, in Canada. It doesn't matter. I don't know what they use for currency up there. Get some loonies or whatever they use up there. Go out there and and and, and go in the alley and find a dice game just to get that dream <laughs> off your back. How often do you think that, that you remember your dreams, Dave, like in a typical month? So as I said, I, I keep the um the pad next to the bed, right? Yeah. So if I wake up with a good one, I'll write it down. But I'll be very vague. Hotel dream, right? Because I'll know what that means. I'll, I'll know that's the, 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 the dream where I go to the hotel. I also have other dreams where I move to a new city. And it's always really cool because the, the, the house I move into is already, like, pre-filled with all kinds of stuff. Right? So that's yeah. always cool. Andy. But, yeah. Well, you know, I, I dig through the stuff and I find this stuff. And, but again, I, never the same kind of stuff. It's never like I'm finding a bunch of computer. It's just stuff. I don't pool junk. I don't even know what. <laughs> but I've I've had that one quite a few times. But the the biggest one I have quite often is the aliens, uh, the gambling, and going to the hotel. And like I said, it's always the same kind of hotel. The hotel. If I go into one elevator, I got to go up to like floor five or seven, and I end up getting caught going into that elevator and having to go down in the stairs. It's always really strange. That is, really strange that, stuff. That is strange. Now, now, does anything... You told me you're not scared of your nightmares. I'd be interested to know. You've not had one ever in your adult life that left you shaken? Oh, yeah. I've, I, 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 I'm not afraid in, like, real life. Like I said, if I'm in real life and I'm in a situation, I get more adrenaline rush than fear yeah. because I know it's – I'm not a big supernatural guy. So, like I said, if I'm out in the woods and I hear a noise, I'm, 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 I'm thinking attacker or whether it be human or animal. If I'm in a situation – and it's not that same kind of a fear. You know, when I get those nightmares, it's like the freezing fear. You know, they can't move. That Maybe that's why you like running molasses, because I'm frozen in the fear, you know? But when in real-life situations, I just tend to get all adrenaline up, right? Mm. And and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a whole different feeling. You know, you sure your heart's pounding like the same thing, right? But it's not that, that the feeling of the helplessness I get during nightmares. I don't know, but it's fun. You wake up sweating. Yeah, it's great. 
Hey, That's about uh, all I had, boys. We were talking about this just at the the end of uh, the last call. That uh, I've re I've read this uh, this article one time that said basically the way that your brain is supposed to work is that uh, when you're dreaming, your physical your motor skills are disabled, right? Otherwise, when we're dreaming about fighting aliens. We would hop out of bed and be running around or whatever. So so to keep us safe, we're supposed to do that, right? Then when we wake up, like right when you're in that, that mode, you switch over. So your motor skills are basically coming, you know, online and the part of your brain where those dreams are shuts down. And so that's why there's just that little bit of, uh, you know, why we forget our dreams and why they go away so quickly. And they say, if you're going to try to remember your dreams, they always say lay still because the more you move, you're using that same part of your brain that's kind of overriding where that is but uh tied into that theory is that that's why in dreams why we can't run is because something scares us and we're like oh, it's time to run and your brain is sitting that thing but it's getting confused because you obviously your muscles aren't responding and so you get that weird uh you know sensation where you're trying to move i get the same thing a lot of times if i I sleep with the CPAP almost religiously, almost every night, but sometimes I'll fall asleep out in the recliner and I know that I'm not breathing well because I'll have these dreams where I can't talk and that's, I can't, can't catch my breath, you know, and I'll be talking and all I can muster is like the faintest whisper where I'm, you know, like that and nobody can hear me and stuff and I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh God, I gotta go, I gotta go get my CPAP on, you know, but, <laughs> yeah, but it's just that weird thing of your brain, you know, not basically knowing that you're dreaming and sending, you know, telling your legs to move, telling you to, to so, do these things and your body's just not reacting. So along those same lines, we're talking about dreams. What about our animals? I've got two dogs. Uh, both of them are like 80 and 90 pounds, totally spoiled and happen to sleep right next to me. Uh, by right next to me, I mean one by my head and one by my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quite often, they fall asleep before I do. And I can hear them and I can feel them and their, their legs are twitching. Are they dreaming they're in a, a meadow chasing something down? Are they dreaming... Um, you know, whatnot, but they definitely get feet moving. You know, they're twitching and running and, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, I can't tell what I'm doing when I'm sleeping, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the same thing to them. Yeah, and my cat definitely, at least one of my cats definitely does that a lot, you know, and you can hear them making little noises and stuff. I, I often think about that. I wonder what a, what an animal uh, dreams about you know especially if we don't know the structure of an animal's brain like i mean in terms of this sort of thing the subconscious and what they you know what kind of uh trials and tribulations does an animal store back in its subconscious to dream about that night who knows you know otis otis dreams of catching somebody in the backyard and <laughs> tearing them up <laughs> yes that's his dream <laughs> it's it's funny how dreams have these weird rules right dream you know, some people dream in black and white. Some people dream in color. Some people uh, say they die if they hit the ground flying. Sometimes you hear they don't. The thing with the guns, you can't read in the dream. You know, this hall, this shtick. There's all these, you hear all these things, but we really, you know, if the leading scientists don't know what's going on, you wonder how much of this is absolutely crap. Uh, well, but, I, I definitely do dream in color. I dream in color. Um, 
I, I've never, not that I can really remember, had the flying dream. And I've never been able to control my dreams nor realize that I am in a dream. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So you you're know not what? a I lucid dreamer. Thing, uh, uh, Aaron, I think I saw this for sale. You guys will probably both know that. Uh, you remember Fate Magazine? I've got a ton uh, of those. <laughs> we, I think I, I saw it in Fate. It yeah. could be Popular Mechanics, but one of those two. Wow. That's a big. Well, that's a big leap that's a, there. That's a wide range. <laughs> But it was a, it was like in the back, you know, like in the ads or whatever, and it was a uh, a sleep mask that went over your eyes, but it had flashing red LEDs oh, inside yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, and it was that's what it was supposed to do was trigger you when you're dreaming, and then when you saw those lights, you would know that you're dreaming. I I never bought one or knew anybody that had one, but I always thought that was a fascinating idea. I have I've so, heard about those. I've never used one, but I have, and I've even seen them for sale, believe it or not. But I've never bought one. Yeah. I I do sleep with earplugs and a face mask covering my eyes. I oh, wow. I go for total immersion. Yeah. I I am not worried about intruders because at this point in my life I'm old and slow, and before you know I'll hear Otis killing them or at least you know getting shot well before you pull you know, but yeah I go for total immersion when I sleep. Uh, uh, I got uh, uh, these little foamy earplugs I put in, and I've got a face mask. It's it's fantastic. I've, I never, I've never tried using ear earplugs. I used to have a yeah. mask I'd wear, cause, but I used to sleep during the day because I worked mm -hmm. the night shift, so it was a it was a necessity. I sleep with earplugs every night. Uh, actually, I sleep with earbuds. Um, and I started because I used to travel for work all the time, and uh, let's just say Holiday Inn and Marriotts don't have the thickest walls. <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And not not anything, you know, uh, lascivious or whatever, but I mean, just people slamming their doors and and banging the walls and whatever they're doing. So I would just, you know, plug my phone in, put my earbuds in, go to sleep. And now I'm, I'm just so used to it that it's hard for me to sleep without it. I'm a fan guy. I, I, my ritual is to turn the fan on and I listen to the same YouTube classical music video air, audio every night. I just It's exactly the same every night. I turn the fan on. I'd be afraid to wear earplugs because I'm with my kid in the house. Also, yeah, crazy sure, stuff yeah. happens here. It's not just a kid, and so I'll usually, I, I can't tell you the number of times I've sprung out of bed to take care of something at 4 a.m., so it's a, that's my long life. Have you ever had stuff that you're listening to, and I have this all the time, uh, get into your dreams? Yeah, well, I've had stuff, I've been listening to stuff that was disturbing, that, that really messed me up, and so I don't listen to anything like, like I wouldn't put on something like, and this is, I know this is not, this is tame, but like a, like a white zombie, I, was, I would never listen to something like that. Uh, before I, during sleep, because yeah, that does screw me up for sure. I I got a uh, app for my phone that was like, oh, peaceful, you know, relaxing things to listen to. Like there was one that was rain on a tin roof, and it's yeah. just a loop, and you listen to it at night. But I had one that was like, you know, gentle sounds of the pond, and there were frogs and and uh, <laughs> you know, rain and the wind blowing. And I, I mean, like two or three nights in a row, I had this dream. I was like in a pond hanging out. And I was like, I got to listen to something else, man. This, <laughs> I'm stuck in this pond every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't music, uh, lights out and earplugs in and head, headset on out. I love it. I love it. What? Hopefully if I do it right, I can make it in there before the dogs. <laughs> I hope it, but usually what I try to do is I try to make sure that they're asleep out front and then sneak in. 
<laughs> but I, I thanks understand. thanks a lot for having this nightmares uh, uh, show. I I really wanted to talk about dreams and nightmares for a long time, and and, and this is fantastic. Well, Thank great, you guys. Thanks for thanks stories. for thanks for closing us out, Dave. We appreciate it. Uh, I guess Black, we should probably we we're it's a slim trim, two hours and fifteen minutes. I think it's time to t- take wow, this thing wait. to the house. I must have dozed off. What yeah. happened? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, it's someone out there that's listening still awake. Uh, it's but, always uh, a fever dream. But boy, I, you know, I hope uh, I hope everyone enjoyed uh, hearing about everybody's dreams and nightmares. I know I sure did. Really enjoyed listening to the various stories and the theories. You know, the dream and nightmare state is one that we have little knowledge of, and. I doubt in my lifetime we're going to lick it, but it's still neat to to sit around and try to ponder what it all means. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we just cross our fingers and hope we have a nice, quiet dream to close out your afternoon. Flack, what are you going to dream about tonight, my friend? Um, I'm going to have good dreams that everything worked on tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep hoping, pal. So that's a sweet dream for me. So, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah. listen. Uh, Flack, I really appreciate you coming on board and helping me out tonight. Uh, you are a, a, a master of ceremonies, and you certainly know your stuff. Uh, you uh, you are uh, you are a heck of a Texan and a hell of a man, my friend, despite the fact you're in Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> everyone, please, if I could leave you with one uh, bit of advice before we take this thing to the house, all I can tell you is have pleasant dreams. We'll see you next week on Conversations from the Dark Side. You have just experienced conversations from the dark side. Until next week, try to enjoy the daylight. 